Welcome to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emma. And today we are continuing our journey through every volume of One Piece. Emma, what chapters are we focusing on today? We read Fishman Island, finally. And we read chapters 598 through 653 in volume 61 through 66. Woo. Exciting stuff, a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They kept teasing Fishman Island and now we are finally there. Yeah, spoilers, they do make it to Fishman <laughs> Island. We will actually be talking about this island. <laughs> but yeah, as always, Emma knows everything that has ever happened in One Piece. She's got it all memorized and <laughs> she will make sure not to spoil a single thing. I know through Punk Hazard, possibly, I know bits and pieces. My memory is spotty as we have much discussed. So I probably can't spoil anything, honestly, at this point. And yeah, so we'll just be talking through Fishman Island and nothing further. Yes. <laughs> and with all of that. <laughs> all right. So here we are post time skip. It's been two years. Here we are. The Straw Hats are going to reunite. We, th Yeah, they don't go to Fishman Island right away. They have to reunite first. Mm -hmm. But okay, it's been a long time coming, as we said. We got to talk about these time skip redesigns. <laughs> yes. And how I hate all of them. Oh my gosh. That's not, okay, that's not true. Okay, let, let's go through them. Luffy basically looks the same, so fine. Zoro yeah. basically looks the same, fine. He's missing an eye now. He's missing an eye now. Um, Nami looks fine. She has long hair now. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Usopp looks pretty good, actually. Probably the redesign I like the best. <laughs> mm. I don't really get the headphones, and I am kind of sad that he doesn't have his goggles anymore. But I suppose that episode in the anime where he gets his goggles is a, technically a filler episode. So... Okay. <laughs> whatever. All right. Sanji. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk about this, Hannah, because for so many years, we, we were convinced Sanji did not have an eye. His eye was always covered with his hair. Always. He would be hanging upside down and that eye would still be covered. And here he is, two years later, with his hair parted the other way. Like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And the eyeball's just there. Yeah. He had it the whole time. Yep. He has two eyeballs. Zoro doesn't. But Sanji does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we do learn that his that both his eyebrows are curly. Christina wondered that. Oh, also yeah, so the Straw Hats are reunited, yet there are only two of us here <laughs> for this episode. We, we have broken apart, no. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't, but... For a singular episode, <laughs> we have split. <laughs> but anyway, so his other, his eyebrows curl in the same direction, so this one curls on the inside instead of, like, the outer edge. Mm. Very important for everybody to know this. <laughs> so yeah, Sanji don't really like Chopper. I mean, he looks the same, really. He's adorable. He's got, like, a hat on his hat now. I mean, the main changes is with, like, his forms that he has, because he looks a bit different in each of the, like, forms that he can take. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Robin, hate. Ah! <laughs> because, okay, the problem is that in these volumes, Oda shows us all of his... Like, possible designs. Yes. And <laughs> they're all better than the one he went with. You just really like short hair. 
I needed short-haired Robin. I needed that in my life. And she just has long hair, like Nami. Which, like, Oda, if you're going to draw all your women with the same body type, fine, I'll live with that. But now both of your women just have long hair. You can't vary it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a bit disappointing. Yeah, uh, and Frankie is more of a cyborg now. I told you this when we were reading Water 7, mm -hmm. how I didn't necessarily forget what he looked like pre-time skip, but it had right. been so long since I had seen it that I was like, oh man, I like it so much better than his time skip redesign. It is a lot. Yeah. It it is a lot. I I wrote down in my notes, oh Frankie, oh Frankie, why? This look is something. <laughs> and I mean the why is because he got exploded when he was exploring Vegapunk's lab because he pressed the big pirate button, which isn't a pirate button. He made the same mistake as Chopper. It's it's yeah. a symbol for death. But he survived that explosion, but then he like got set on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing we didn't discuss last episode, but it happened. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just... Eh. I, it just feels like Oda wanted to draw a cool cyborg. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll let him have it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Brooke's just a skeleton, so he looks the same. <laughs> yeah, he just has, like, a feather boa that he wears sometimes now. <laughs> yes. So, that is my unnecessarily long breakdown of... <laughs> <laughs> Time skip redesigns. I don't know. Yeah. Meh. Whatever. Uh, we'll learn about their physical abilities later. That's really like the main point of this story arc, it feels like, is to be like, here are their new abilities that they learned during the time skip. Yeah, I could see that. But anyway, they're back on Sabody, because I'm pronouncing it Sabody now for no reason. <laughs> I like it. That's what I do. They, they reunite. I don't know if you want to talk about... Chopper and the <laughs> fake straw hats because there are people impersonating the straw hat pirates. <laughs> yeah, trying to make people join their crew. And of course, Chopper sees them and is like, oh my gosh, it's you guys. I mean, he, he is a little taken aback by how they look, but not enough to be like, this is wrong. You guys aren't actually my friends. <laughs> and and even when the fake Robin is kidnapped and he, and nobody is reacting, he's like, you all have changed so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's going to go save the fake Robin. Uh, but don't worry, real straw hats do find him and set him straight. <laughs> is it Nami and Usopp who find him and set him straight? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Chopper. Yeah, he's still that naive little boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about anything else before just, hey, we're going to Fishman Island. I mean, we meet back up. Oh, well, okay, Kuma. I guess we have to talk about that. Okay. Yes. Kuma did lose all of his personality when Vegapunk made him into the ultimate weapon or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he got Vegapunk to program one last program in him that he would protect the Straw Hat ship until they returned. Yes. And I think that's interesting that Vegapunk agreed to that, because isn't Vegapunk a Navy person? He is working for them, yes. Okay. It just seems interesting that he would agree to that. Well, we'll have to meet him and find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So. That's, that's pretty much everything. I will say we got to see Roger 
in the straw hat. <laughs> I thought I was hoping you'd mention that because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing the straw hat. <laughs> so then he must give it to Shanks at some point, and that's mm-hmm. going to be super cute. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I liked that. Anyway, we are off to Fishman Island. We got to go under the sea. That is where it is. Uh, unfortunately, Christina isn't here to talk about the return of Momu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. But also, so last time, I believe I said this, hopefully I didn't cut it out. I said how I did not remember who the villain of this story arc is. And there are several villains. So many villains. <laughs> the first one is Caribou. <laughs> yeah. And his pirates. Oh my god! They're trying to kill the Straw Hats on their way to Fisherman Island. So Caribou is a guy. I don't even, like, what is his power? Like, swamp man? He's like mud, yeah. He's mud. Oh, he's so gross. He's awful. He's awful. I mean, at first I didn't realize he was going to be sticking around for as long as he was, so I wasn't even going to write his name down. I was like, I don't need to know who this random man is. Like, he's going to disappear. But no, because then he ends up, like, kidnapping a bunch of mermaids and getting ready to sell them as slaves and ends up overhearing something really important at the end. And I just, he ended up being around and more important than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, Caribou's the main character, which is why I was like, oh, I guess I have to mention him, even though, like, I don't want to, but Mm. he's there. He tries to attack the Straw Hats. He does a really bad job of it. Straw Hats are on their way to Fishman Island. They also meet a Kraken that Mm -hmm. Luffy wants to tame. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Super cute Kraken. It was actually really cute. (laughs) They do chop off some of its arms. Like Sanji and Zoro, I think. They take out some of his arms. Mm Mm-hmm. But yes, then they do kind of befriend him. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. (laughs) Which is super cute. But it's a really tough journey down to Fishman Island, and then the crew gets separated again, and I'm like, we just got back together. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, we have to talk more about Sanji, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so Sanji, as we all know, he spent his two years in the Kamabaka Queendom, and so... All right. Oh, God. This. <laughs> he immediately gets to Sabbaty and he immediately chases after a woman. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's worse than ever. And everybody comments on how it's worse than ever. Yeah. And I think that's the thing where, okay, we're, we're getting into the chunk of One Piece that I don't like. <laughs> or I don't hate it, but I'm going to explain why I don't like it. You can do it, Emma. Yeah, okay. So, I don't think I've talked about this before, but you know, there was there was a, probably several reasons why I stopped watching One Piece. And I always knew I was going to get back into it, but you know, the first time I stopped was probably around Fishman Island, and then I think I got back and I got through Punk Hazard and then I stopped again, and then eventually I caught up last year. Anyway, one of the things that was very frustrating was that post time skip for Sanji especially, but for actually several characters how basically their worst character trait became their only character trait. Mm. And so that's with Sanji especially, because the one thing I don't like about Sanji is his chasing after women constantly. And now that's his only character trait, and it's just dialed up even more 
where now because he didn't see female bodied people for two years, uh, yeah. he now gets nosebleeds. I did like when Chopper was like, I need to give him therapy to Yes. Oh, yeah. Chopper trying to heal him <laughs> and trying to like you figure out a way to do like exposure therapy or like to slowly yes. like get him back to his previous state. Fantastic. Adorable. Loved that. <laughs> yeah, that that was great, but it is actually an important plot point in this story. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So good job, Oda, for tying this all together, where he's like, I need to introduce the fact that fishmen can't donate blood to humans, so I need Sanji to lose all his blood through nosebleeds. And it, and it's not just that, it's that Sanji has a rare blood type that no one else on the crew has. Mm -hmm. So... I was like, should I be worried about this? Yes, I probably should be. That's what I wrote in my notes. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's immediately a thing. Because <laughs> it was. Well, anyway, don't worry, Sanji does not die from blood loss. They're, they find humans on the island who can donate blood to him. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Yeah, there's going to be a lot of me just being sad about the state of Sanji for a while. But you know, that's what it that's what it is when you decide that he's your favorite character. <laughs> that's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it did seem like he kind of got back to more of his like pre-Kamabaka mm -hmm. state by the end of this arc where yes. you know, still chasing after women but not necessarily bleeding out every time yeah it's, it's just frustrating because this whole podcast i've been trying to put over how sanji is a nuanced and well-written mm -hmm. character mm -hmm. and then oda's just like okay but what if this was his only character trait and i'm like no there's so much more to him yeah yeah that is upsetting but we don't really get like too many emotional things with the crew in this story arc there's not a lot of high stakes here for them right yeah it's more just them being really happy to be back together and really intrigued with everybody's new skills and powers and just like hyping each other up which is really cute <laughs> yeah i okay i'm gonna go back just ever so slightly because so during the time skip brooke became a big rock star yes and, and i did enjoy the <laughs> evil manager storyline where he told his manager that I'm retiring at the, after this concert and so then the manager turned him into the Navy and was like, we're going down together, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> but then Brooke has the ability to, like, transport people to this, like, imaginary world through his music like he makes illusions through his music i don't mm -hmm. know i did not remember this ability because i don't know if he ever uses it again ah. but we'll see i feel like his main ability is that like the true power of his devil fruit is that he his soul can leave his body mm -hmm. and so that's very helpful we'll get to that but i guess so okay the crew separated for a bit and they're on fishman island already causing problems really yeah. <laughs> you know the local fortune teller madam charlie says that they're gonna destroy the island luffy is going to be ruined to the fishman island yeah but 
They do end up in the palace, and Luffy meets the princess, Princess mm-hmm. Shirahoshi. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I just think it's really funny, especially after the previous arc, how Luffy is calling her a crybaby when we saw baby Luffy being such a crybaby. <laughs> and I just think that's really funny. I mean, I get why older him would be like that, especially because Ace was his, like, the person he looked up to and that Ace was always getting on him for being a crybaby. So mm-hmm. I get why he then acts that way towards other people. But I just think it's really funny how <laughs> we just saw him be a really big crybaby when he was younger and now he's just annoyed at this princess who is a crybaby <laughs> yeah so so he i don't know if he even becomes friends with the princess because he does say i hate you at one point he yeah it's it's a very contentious relationship <laughs> but she's like i have a dream to leave the castle but i can't because this guy keeps throwing weapons at me and that's our other villain of the story arc we have so many Mm-hmm. Vanderdecken the Ninth. <laughs> yeah. Who? Oh my God! I don't even know. Like, I guess we should explain it now. I like don't want to. I don't have the energy for this anyway. In short, his devil power is if he touches someone, he can then throw an item and it will aim straight for them, no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. And so we learn that his ancestor Vanderdecken the First. Mm-hmm came to Fishman Island in search of the princess, the the mermaid princess who could talk to the Neptunians. Mm -hmm. And so when he finds out that that is Shirahoshi, he is like, it is my destiny to marry her. I find this out when she is six years old. It's awful. Awful. Now, Oda does take the time to try and make it less awful. I'm not going to say that it's not awful. But Vanderdeck in the ninth is like, okay, how can I make her older to marry her? Yes. Yes. It's still awful because then he's always throwing weapons after her after she rejects his proposal Mm -hmm. when she's six. Yeah. And that's a lot of it is because now he's of the mindset of marry me or death. Those are yes. your only two options. I, I do think it's interesting that he's a fishman who has a double fruit. Because I yes. was wondering, I was like, but but they they can swim. They they can live underwater. Like, how is that going to impact if? they eat the devil fruit and it, it still impacts basically the same way i guess he would just still be able to like breathe and and would Correct. would survive wouldn't drown but but still can't actually swim anymore yeah but anyway so luffy's like fine you want to leave this palace let's get out of here so that happens and then basically the main plot of the story arc is that extremists are trying to overthrow the government mm-hmm so the new Fishman Pirates basically are long pirates part two. Yeah. <laughs> they believe in Fishman supremacy, they hate the humans, and so they they go and they take over the castle. Half of our straw hats are still in there because mm-hmm. first they were invited to a feast, but then they were trying to arrest them because mm-hmm. Madame Charlie said they're going to destroy the island, whatever. The main thing is that Zoro becomes a hostage negotiator, <laughs> which was probably my favorite part of this story arc. Was, <laughs> so when when 
the the king and all the royal guards try to arrest the straw hats. Sora's like, I'm just gonna beat you all up because I don't want to be arrested. He puts chains around the king. <laughs> And then the the princes, the king's sons, come home and they can't get in. And Zoro calls them and is like, okay, here are our demands. Yes! <laughs> and so this is not a good time for Usopp. He's just like, oh god, no. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay, backtracking a bit. I loved that Nami and Usopp were the ones who met up and that Nami mm-hmm. was just like, look at you, look how strong you are! I mean, I just, I loved that little interaction between her and Usopp. <laughs> I, I went back in my notes and the note was basically something like, ah, oh, it's actually really cute. And it's like, I don't even know what happened here, but apparently I loved it. <laughs> I do. I think, yeah, because like Nami was in a bar and Usopp was like, can I drink with you, young lady? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I was like, oh, yes. But yeah, hostage negotiations happen and then... The extremists try to take over the castle too, and there's a lot of chaos with that storyline. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know what to say more about that storyline until it like meets back up with Luffy's storyline. Right. Yeah, the next thing that I starred to talk about was when we get into the backstory. So Okay. So Luffy goes with the princess, and the princess wanted to visit her mother's grave. The princess couldn't even go to her mother's funeral because of mm-hmm. the creepy stalker. And at the grave is Jimbei. He's there. Yeah. Who? Yeah. If they had waited and listened to the princes when the princes were first like coming to see them, they originally thought they were about to be arrested by the princes the first time they saw them. Uh, then they would have gotten the message that, hey, Jimbei is waiting for you here. Mm-hmm. And, and don't attack Hody. Yes. Although, okay, I caught one of the episodes of the anime yesterday, and I feel like they were saying Hordy, but maybe I was just misreading it. And I had this crisis where I was like, oh my god, did I misread it in the manga the whole time? And then I forgot to look it up before the episode. So, let us know. But in the manga, it was Hody, And I'm glad you said that, because I was like, maybe I said it wrong the whole time. Mm. But yeah, he is the extremist fishman pirate leader. Yes. But anyway, Jinbei also sees Nami, Nami's there, and he's like, I need to apologize, but I need to do it by explaining my backstory. Yes. Which I I think makes sense. Yes. I I mean, you do need the full context to understand his and everybody's actions on Fishman Island. Although, all this backstory did was make Hachi's actions make even less sense, but we'll we'll get to that. Okay, 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 okay. I can wait. <laughs> we go. Let's let's try to do things in order because this is several people's backstories at once. Yes, <laughs> because so Jinbei explains the story of Queen Otohime, which mm-hmm. I really love her character design. She's adorable. Okay, but she has a giant baby. Please tell me they like have seahorse pregnancies or something where it wasn't actually her that carried that giant baby because that baby uh, is huge i assume they lay eggs because they're fish they lay eggs because they're fish okay wasn't that that episode of futurama where fry tries to have sex with a mermaid and she's like here are my eggs or whatever <laughs> okay you know okay that's still that baby is so huge yeah <laughs> It's so cute, though. Yeah. So cute, but but so big. <laughs> yeah, Shirahoshi is a it's a giant mermaid. We didn't mention that she is 
ginormous. Anyway, so Queen Otohime really wants peace between the fishmen and the humans, and her whole thing is mm -hmm. that we should emigrate to the surface so that way humans can better understand us. Mm -hmm. So that's her whole campaign, and she goes out every day to talk to people and be like, sign my petition! Oh, it was so sweet! <laughs> she worked so hard! Yeah, and so her story is intertwined with Fisher Tiger, who I don't know if we mentioned his name before, but he is the one who freed all the slaves from Mary Joa mm -hmm. when Boa Hancock and her sisters were enslaved and they were freed. And mm -hmm. anyway, and he was the leader of, I guess, were his, no, his were the Sun Pirates. The Sun I was like, Pirates. <laughs> I was like, how many crews were called the Fishmen Pirates? <laughs> Just our longs. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was a Sun Pirate. And so basically all the Fishmen we know, Jim Bay, Arlong, and company were all part of that crew. Yeah, though Jinbei at first was uh, an army soldier for the for the king and queen. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you want to talk about first, Fisher? Like, should we go through Fisher Tiger's story? Yeah, I mean, because he he comes back from freeing the slaves. At which point is when Jinbei and Arlong joined him mm -hmm. to form the Sun Pirates. And it's interesting because Fisher Tiger does call out Arlong and Jimbei for murdering humans along the way, like as they're, because what are they, I mean, they're being pirates, but like, yeah, so, but still, he does call them out specifically for murdering humans, saying, if we kill, we lose, do you want to become like them? And Arlong's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jimbei's questioning things. <laughs> yeah, but okay, the, the big thing is Koala. Oh my god, baby koala. She's not a baby, she's 12, but uh, <laughs> baby koala. She, she's so adorable, but so traumatized. Yes. And it's just, because like my first note was she's so cute, but then you realize like she had like her smile that she has pasted on is literally like just pasted. Like, like mm -hmm. she is so traumatized and upset. And, and is just putting on this face to try and survive. And it's heartbreaking. Because, yeah, because she was one of the slaves mm -hmm. that was freed. And, and now she's just there with their crew and they're not really sure what to do with her. Yes, they were tasked with bringing her home. Arlong was like, no, I don't want to. But Fisher Tiger agrees to it. And then most of the crew fall in love with her, mm -hmm. including Hatchy. So we can get into it now. Okay, Hatchy, yes. like, what the heck? Okay, he, he, he likes this little girl. And then later, when Arlong's like, I hate all humans, Hatchy's like, oh, I know Rayleigh and he's pretty cool. It's like, why did you join Arlong's pirates? You didn't have to. Okay, and then even more specifically, there's a point where Arlong is is hitting Koala and like going to hit her, and Hachi is the one who steps in and and pulls Arlong off. And I don't know, I'm just like that makes me hope that maybe he interceded sometimes between Arlong and Nami, mm -hmm. maybe, but maybe not. Unknown. So, oh. So yeah, they bring her back to her hometown, and then the Navy shows up because the hometown called the Navy on the fishmen, and then Fisher Tiger dies for multiple reasons. Okay, so the blood transfusion that Sanji could not get, we were told that 
Fisher Tiger died because humans refused to give him blood. Mm-hmm. But that was a lie. <laughs> the the propaganda in this entire series, like the way propaganda is used, uh, it's just so fascinating to me. <laughs> but yeah, that's not what happened. There was plenty of human blood around because they were on a like stolen Navy ship, right? Yes. Yeah. But Fisher Tiger refused human blood because... He was saying, just, I, I can't help it. I, I was a slave. I can't help but hate humans. I don't want their blood in me. And he was really upset by it, but he's just like, I just can't get over that. And so then he died. But Arlong was later captured by the Navy and was like, humans killed Fisher Tiger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. So that was that main storyline. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Queen Otohime, she's trying her best. This whole incident doesn't help her. But no, not at all. But then there's a celestial dragon who comes to Fishman Island. Who, who and... shipwrecks. <laughs> not yes. The... He, he didn't go there for like a visit or, or well, at least so. maybe, kinda... maybe he was on his way there for a visit. But yeah, he seemed to be like, I'm going to capture a mermaid or something. I thought I... that was just because like, oh, I've shipwrecked here. Now let me make this profitable. Perhaps. I don't remember. Okay. Like I said before, we read this arc. I did not remember this arc. And you know what? After I read it, I still... It's already leaving my mind. This is the most forgettable arc, and I'm trying here, and I'm reading these notes, and I'm like, yeah, that happened. Anyway, the Celestial Dragon, Queen Otohime protects him, and she's talking to him off-screen a lot, and then eventually she goes to the surface, and then everybody's super worried that she's gonna get killed up there. Mm-hmm. But she comes back with a letter that's from the Celestial Dragon is like, this is a letter that says they're okay with us emigrating or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if we get enough signatures of people who agree with this, then it's gonna happen. Or or then we're just gonna make have to make our case again at the Reverie, which mm-hmm. is the meeting of all the world governments or all the All of the leadership countries. <laughs> There's only one world government, but yeah. all of the countries who are part of it meet every so many years. Yeah. I will also say um, when she was standing in between like the Sun Pirates and the Celestial Dragon, one thing that she said was, put down your guns right now. The children are watching, which is like continued throughout the entire arc is Mm -hmm. like what you are doing right now in front of these kids is putting these ideas into their heads and forming these I don't, these things that they're going to grow into hatred. So you, you need to be careful what you are doing in front of these children. Yeah. And that's what Fisher Tiger said when he died was how Koala and her generation, they're going to be the people who can finally break this cycle. But for mm-hmm. me, it's too late. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, of course, there has to be more tragedy because as we know, we're visiting Queen Otohimi's grave. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> we knew it wasn't gonna go well she, she's trying she gets so many signatures she's basically there yes she's so happy and and she get, she gets assassinated allegedly by a human we all know it's Hody we all knew <laughs> we knew he hated humans so much yeah yeah he was a castle guard at the time too mm-hmm. but but yeah not only that but they burn all of her her signatures Mm-hmm. I mean, the paper from the Celestial Dragons is still safe, but all of the signatures 
have been burned and she's assassinated and then the brothers are just singing to keep Shirahoshi calm uh, because she can she can call the Neptunians and they they don't want their home to be destroyed accidentally because of the grief of their sister oh heartbreaking okay this is so one piece where so with the princes there's the one that's always singing and there's the one that's always dancing and then of course we learn that there's a tragic backstory behind their personality tics of course that's so one piece yeah (laughs) oh my god so but yeah at the at the funeral the princes say we're going to continue on her work and they have. Over all these years, mm-hmm. they've been collecting signatures, and mm-hmm. it's the year of the reverie, and they're gonna make a go of it again. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the extremists have to take over the government now, right when the Strats get there. That leads us to yeah. all of the fighting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a few more things about the the backstory is that Jinbei wanted to hide that they thought it was a human that, that killed the queen. Yeah. That, you know, it would it would ruin all of her hard work, that it, it would mess up everything that she had been fighting for. Kind of similar again to when Fisher Tiger died. Like, we, we should try and keep it. I don't know. We shouldn't blame the humans like Arlong did. And yet, of course, Hody tells everybody immediately, it was this human. It wasn't that human, but I mean, it kind of was that human. He hired that human. So. Yes. Well, I, I feel like the human just burned the... Yeah, signatures. he hired the human to burn the papers. Yeah. And and all and then the king being like, Why am I not allowed to kill the one who murdered my wife? That is something I will never understand. Again, it's that the older generation just has all of that anger and hatred. Mm-hmm. And they're trying hard not to pass it on, but Yeah. Oh. Yep. So Jim Bay says all that. Mm-hmm. And well, well, now the king and the royal family or whatever are going to be killed in the plaza by the extremists. And so Jinbei's like, okay, but you can't fight Hody. And Luffy's like, okay, but I want to fight Hody, so now <laughs> yeah. I have to fight you. Yes. But anyway, their fight isn't that real because Robin comes in. Robin was missing during like the m- most of the story arc. And she, yeah. because she's like, I'm going to go read these Pawnee glyphs because that's my thing. Anyway, I'm back. Stop fighting, guys. Let's talk about this. Oh, Jinbei is like, don't fight them unless I ask you to, because you won't seem like heroes of the fishmen if you're like doing this on your own. Yeah, it's very much the optics of it. We don't want this seemingly angry human coming in and killing fishmen and and like perpetuating that. No, we need you to seem like you are actually here to help the island and help the people of the island. Yeah, then you'll just make a martyr out of Hody or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's so much that's like actually well written in this about mm-hmm. extremism and how people mm-hmm. become radicalized. Mm-hmm. And- oh my gosh, also Hody is using the uh, signatures to figure out who the traitors are. <laughs> Yes. Scary. Scary. So scary. Because at first, they were just having people step on that picture of the queen, like, to <laughs> yeah. show that you are, that you're on our side. And so people could, and they thought, like, okay, the queen would want us to do this false show so that we could live, because the queen would value our lives and our ability to continue living. Uh, but now that doesn't even matter anymore. They they could have done that step and now they have the list of all of the signatures so they could be hunted down and that's terrifying so yeah fighting fighting ensues 
Love also, we haven't talked about how Hody uses steroids. That's a big thing in this story arc. Yeah, drugs. drugs. So I don't like the fight between Hody and Luffy. I felt like it was over so quick that I kept expecting Hody to come back and he just didn't. And I was like, oh, wait, he's actually defeated. Okay, yeah. But that was there wasn't there were one on one fights, but they were all done very quickly, which I think was the right decision because there wasn't like a lot of emotional connection with these villains. Yeah. There wasn't there wasn't any part of me that was like, oh yeah, Zoro, kill that drunken octopus swordsman. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, whatever. So yeah, we see their new physical abilities. I don't know if there are any you want to talk about really. Oh, Sanji can basically fly now. Oh yeah, he can do the skywalking now. Yeah. Which is very cool. And I just like that Frankie has his mech now. <laughs> He doesn't have to use his friends to create a mech. <laughs> if only. If only they docked. Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. I mean, Chopper was going around in that tank that they have. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay. No, there was the there was a fishman who made all the tunnels and, and Chopper and Usopp fought him because they're like, we learned how to fight people who make tunnels back in Alabasta. Mm-hmm. All the tunnels, like Chopper connected all the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. That, that was really good. So cute. Um, Robin can make a, an entire duplicate of herself now. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. I like that. Oh, and oh my god. So I wrote this down because I was, thought it was so cute. Jinbei asks Robin to free all of the human slaves because the new fishman pirates were making slaves out of all of these human pirates that were visiting the island. And Robin says, I can't turn down a request from a handsome man. <laughs> I I do oh my god like after Water 7 Robin did open up a lot and now she's like kind of flirty and it's really cute yeah yeah and despite complaining about her redesign I did write she looks really badass with sunglasses on (laughs) yes so there's there's a lot happening there's a giant ship called the Noah that's gonna crash into the island that we didn't mention, but it's a thing that's happening and the Noah's important for some reason that's not explained yet. Yeah. But it doesn't crash into the island. Yeah, it's going to be like used for something. They're waiting for the day to use it for some specific purpose. Yes. No, so Shirohoshi talks to Neptunian. She hasn't really been able to use that ability very well or control it very well, but she does it this time and they stop the arc. Yep. I will say also, Shirohoshi and Megalo the shark both knew who had actually done the assassination. Yes. They both knew that it was Hody, but they kept it to themselves because, again, like, you didn't want to cause that strife. And she had promised her mom not to be angry, like, at the assassin. So, oh, for such a little kid to, like, keep that big secret. Mm. Oh, and then also going back to Luffy agreeing to fight, because he doesn't actually like being called a hero, so... Yeah, oh my god, yes! He's like, I'm I'm only doing this because you asked me, Jinbei. I hate being cheered on by anybody. And we find out both him and Zoro have (laughs) very specific thoughts on what a hero is. (laughs) Emma, do you want to say what Luffy's thoughts on being Uh, a hero is? Yeah, I I don't don't think I wrote it down, but (laughs) Luffy says... If a hero had meat, he would give it away. But I want to eat all the meat. Yeah. And Zoro's is basically the same thing, just about booze. 
Yeah. Like, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> Which is is interesting. I'm, you know, I've talked about before how they're the worst pirates, but I suppose there is that that bit of selfishness that they have. Mm-hmm. Just about their very specific things. Yes. Oh, but the oh well, when Luffy says like I don't want to, I don't want to give away the meat. Jinbei says I will give you all the meat if you will be our hero, and he's yeah. like, okay, deal. <laughs> So the story ends with Luffy needing a blood transfusion, and he also has a rare... Well, he doesn't have a rare blood type, but nobody on the crew has it. Yeah. Also, we learned that in One Piece, there are weird blood types like F and S and whatever. It doesn't matter, really, but... Yeah. When Chopper was like, Sanji's blood is SRH negative or whatever, I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a thing. Yeah. Anyway, Jinbei has the same blood type, and he donates blood to Luffy right there. And Luffy says, Jinbei, join my crew. Mm-hmm. And Jinbei says, not right now, maybe later. Yeah. But he really wants to. He just has some things to sort out first, which we'll get into, because now, unless there's anything else you have to say, we're in the aftermath of <laughs> the arc, the wrap-up. Um... We learn about everything else going on in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did think it was really cute with the Kraken when, well, it wasn't cute at first because Hody was, like, blackmailing him because he he knows where the Kraken's brother is and was threatening to go and kill the brother uh, if if the Kraken didn't obey him because the Kraken was going against Hody and, and was helping the Straw Hats and he was like, uh-uh-uh. And so then Luffy, uh, Luffy, you're only obeying him to protect your brother? I know you don't want him to get hurt. Is he younger or older than you? Why don't you let me protect him too? And it's just like, yes, Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked that. I I liked when Luffy was walking toward Hody and we have like Zoro and Sanji like on either side stopping like the rest of the yeah. people from getting at him. I always like things like that. I just think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Zoro uh, is talking with Chopper and he's saying the only humanoid form of yours is looking pretty monstrous these days and Chopper says I don't mind anymore the only reason I wanted to be a human was to make friends I'm fine with being a monster for Luffy's sake (laughs) Chopper (laughs) Chopper and yeah I mean it's just it's even though Hody was the clear villain in this everybody realized that he was a product of his environment that's Fukabo, she says that at some point, where Hody is a monster born from his environment. And then there's also this line about how we happen to overlook the hatred for humans that was building in the Fishman district. And by the time we noticed it, that hatred and ha- was a power beyond our control. Yeah. It's one of those things where I do think it's a well done story about terrorism, extremists. But at the same time, Hody has no motivation. That was the whole thing that Prince Fukuboshi was saying was like, he his motivation is just like to continue the cycle of hatred. Mm-hmm. To basically prove that his ancestors were correct. Mm-hmm. Even if there's no more place for that hatred, even though there kind, they're kind of is. There but. kind of is. <laughs> but you know, they're trying, they're trying. But anyway, because he doesn't really have much of a motivation, that's why he's such a forgettable villain. Mm. <laughs> and why I forgot so much of this arc. There are so many villains. Some, there are several things that happen. There's a lot of things that are really setting up the new world. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, my big thing is we have the fishmen who are currently seemingly the only ones who are doing all of the work to undo the racism that has plagued them. Mm-hmm. Like that that they have been the victims of for all of these years. And I don't see the world government itself contending with any of that and doing anything to fix that and, and help them and, you know, reparations or anything like that. So I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm just curious down the line if we'll see, you know, the good people of the world working toward helping, like, I don't know, helping put aside, not put aside, but like, you know, helping... I guess. I don't know how I want to phrase it. <laughs> but, you know, just like having a better future for everybody. Yes. Well, the reverie is this year, so maybe we'll okay, find out. But, okay. Uh, in one of the chapter covers, yes. Cobra Cobra was on his sickbed. Why is he on his sickbed? Just so that Vivi can go to the reverie? Like, <laughs> why was he sick? <laughs> <laughs> it had me worried. <laughs> Yes. Are there any other... The the cover stories this time, we're all just seeing people, characters we know and love, post-time skip. Are there any you want to mention? I mean, so many of them just made me happy. Like, yeah. Makino has a baby now. Yes, that's why That's why I was like, she's younger than you think. Because I knew <laughs> she had a baby. And then some of the bounty hunters have a baby. And Usopp's crew is a little older. Oh my god. And... <laughs> Yeah, just lots of adorable things. Uh, and that's Oda was doing all of these sketches of these characters when they were, like, as kids, which were mm-hmm. all really cute, too. We had, like, a young Garp. And then I was angry because he had, like, a young Akainu, and he was actually, like, really adorable. And I was like, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you, Oda? He's so cute. <laughs> but speaking of Akainu, he Ugh. is the fleet admiral now. Yeah. Akainu and Aokiji had a duel to determine who would be the next fleet admiral. Aokiji lost. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the dignitaries were pushing for Akainu, but uh, Sengoku was the one who wanted Aokiji. Yes. So they fought a 10-day battle. Yes. <laughs> and Aokiji has left the Navy. Yes. Which is why it's important to remember that his name is Kuzan, because now that he's not in the Navy, his name is not Aokiji anymore. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And also now that Akainu is Fleet Admiral, his name is Sakazuki again. Oh my gosh, okay. These are the reasons why I kept hammering at home that you needed to know their real names. No. <laughs> now, I believe that Kizaru is still Kizaru, also known mm-hmm. as Borsalino, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, Blackbeard is one of the four emperors now. And he's going after devil fruit eaters and stealing their powers. Yep. So Chopper was worried about that. He has the most powerful <laughs> power. Who wouldn't want the human human fruit? <laughs> but so Robin, of course, doing her thing, finding out all the information about the history of the world, reading the Pontyglyphs. She talks to King Neptune about the Pontyglyph that she read because it mentioned somebody named Joy Boy who... I wrote this down because I'm like, it was a lot. He lived Mm -hmm. during the 100-year void, and he broke a promise to the mermaid princess, who was the ancient weapon Poseidon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this Pontyglyph was basically the apology for breaking that promise. Yeah. So Poseidon is now just like basically the name for any mermaid princess who can talk to the Neptunians. Mm -hmm. So Shirahoshi is one of the 
ancient weapons, more or less. Yes, she could destroy the world. Yeah, and Robin says that there are three ancient weapons, which we only know about two, but Mm -hmm. Pluton, Uranus, and Poseidon. Yeah. So, and then Caribou, who, you know, was in this arc. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She overhears all of this. (laughs) And he's like, better kidnap the mermaid princess. Yeah, Luffy puts a stop to that. Yeah. So, the Straw Hats were going to take basically all of the treasure for whatever reason. I guess Nami said, can we have your treasure? I don't really remember and I didn't write it down. But anyway. Oh, no, because uh, Mud Guy stole the treasure. So they were getting it from him. Yeah. So, yes, it was the king. And yes, they were fine with them, like, taking the treasure. But they were also taking it back from Mud Guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Caribou. Caribou. He's a main character hater. You got to remember his name. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What's his brother's name? Like the same thing, yes, but spelled slightly different. Korabu, Korabu. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what we haven't mentioned is that Fishman Island is now under the protection of Big Mom, one of the mm-hmm. other four emperors, because Jimbei made an alliance with her. So now his pirate crew works for her, and that's why he can't join the Straw Hats right now. And in exchange, she protects the island in exchange, well, I said in exchange twice, whatever, in exchange for the island making candy for her. Mm-hmm. But the straw hats ate all the candy. <laughs> and the plants were all like burned down and destroyed during the attacks. Yeah, I know. Luffy didn't actually eat all the candy, but he did say that at the end. Where I loved that. Yeah, they didn't actually do that, but that was what he said when he got on the phone with Big Mom. They did eat a lot of the candy. Anyway, Big Mom's two associates of hers, Baron Tamago and Pecums, mm-hmm. <laughs> show up to get the candy, and it's not there. And Luffy, yeah, he says, I ate all the candy. You can have the treasure in exchange. Mm-hmm. Which makes Nami very, very sad. But also, there's this box called the Tomate Box, which had the energy steroids in it, mm-hmm. but they were stolen. But anyway, one of the guards put a bomb in the box. Yes. <laughs> After he found out that it had been robbed previously, mm-hmm. and he didn't tell anyone, and then all the treasure's now going to Big Mom, so now she might get a bomb. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they were all like, wait, should we tell the Straw Hats? No, maybe, yes, no. And then they ended up with, nah, well, we won't tell them. Yeah, because the Straw Hats, well, because Usopp and Nami mostly, and probably Chopper too, were so upset that they had already pissed off one of the four emperors. They're like, we can't tell them. They're already so upset that now they're going to yes. blow her up too. Yeah. But yeah, Luffy does also say, I can't leave this place in your hands. I'm going to find you in the new world, kick your butt, and announce that Fishman Island is my territory. Yeah. Which can only go well. Yeah. So that that's basically it, except for your two favorite characters. Uh, literally all I wrote was, Captain Tashigi, smoker. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> I guess they're in the new world or heading to the new world. I don't know. I literally, that's all I wrote. They were transferred to the new world after the Summit Mm. War. And so they're basically like the Navy base that's right there at the beginning of the new world. Mm. And so they find out Straw Hat is on his way and they're like, let's go. Mm -hmm. We have been waiting for this. Very exciting. Was the lady who foresaw Luffy 
is it Madame Charlie? Yeah. Was she Arlong's brother? Did they say that at one point? <laughs> they very casually mentioned just Arlong was your brother, and yes, they are brother and sister. Okay. Oda explains it more in a question corner. Okay. I just want to make sure I didn't misread that. But also, her her predictions are never wrong, and Luffy didn't actually destroy the island this time. Yes. Does that mean he comes back? My thought is he comes back and, like, is there when the island rises, and that could be seen as, like, a ruining of the island. Okay. But I don't know. But I, is the island actually going to rise or are they going to move somewhere else? Because I know when I first went through the story arc, I thought the same thing, that the that they want the island to float to the surface. Okay. But then when I was reading the, the backstory, Queen Otohime kind of made it sound like, we're going to move to this new island. Oh. So, oh, then never mind. But it might. But maybe people don't know how to do that. Maybe Luffy will figure out how to do that. Mm. And that will be the destruction of the island. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe you accidentally figured it out. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I guess I'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So, Fishman Island. I feel like I had more fun talking about it than I had reading it, really. Okay. I Okay. So, like I said, I, I actually really liked the backstory. It was like Skypea, where I think it really elevated the arc. And without it, the arc would not be much of anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked this hostage negotiator Zoro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, there were some good jokes. There were some terrible jokes. Mm. But fairly forgettable villains. Fairly forgettable fights. And the villains are all old now because, of course, the drugs are... Or at least the ones who are taking drugs. Yes. Because we need more things in this world that cut back on people's lives. And... How long they're able to live. Yes. So, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I definitely, I don't love this arc. It's really not that bad, but it's just really not that good. <laughs> for, right. For waiting for so long for the Straw Hats to reunite, it's just like, <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that. Well, Emma, what are we reading next time? We're doing it. We're reading Punk Hazard, everyone. Yes. It is the story arc. It is not the story arc. <laughs> it's the one that I got halfway through. Yeah, it is. It is the story arc I have complained about for years. <laughs> I try not to say how I feel about story arcs before we read them, but at the time I was like, man, this story arc... Mm. <laughs> Hannah knows this. I've told her it many times through the years. <laughs> yep. So I can't wait to be proven wrong or proven right. We'll have to see. But it is it is Punk Hazard. It is chapters 654 through 699 and volumes 66 through 70. It's 45 chapters. How bad can it be? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is our last short chunk for the time being. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I still want us to read those longer story arcs all in one go. Except for Wano, because Wano is way too long. But uh, <laughs> we'll see if we read 100 chapters at once, but not this time. Right. Okay, then. <laughs> well, as always, thank you for joining in on our discussion. You can find all of our social media information in the show notes. Please make sure you like, subscribe, review. That would definitely help us out. And until next time, don't forget to treat yourself 